You're listening to the Profit Lovers Podcast, where profit is not a dirty word. I'm Melanie Miller. Consider this your business safe space, where we take a BS-free approach to building a profitable business, one that's also livable, it fits into your lifestyle, and it's lovable. You actually enjoy it. Well, most days anyway. Let's get into today's episode. If you feel like you have tried everything to reach your sales goals, and you're now wondering if you should drop your computer off a tall building, wipe out all of your hopes of business success from your brain, then you are in the right place. Let's talk about why you might not be hitting your sales goals. Every new client or members club member I get wants the same thing, more sales. To make more in sales and to hit their sales goals, the plan is usually to find more customers and to create and sell more products or more services, more offers. The thing is, if you're already maxed out, finding more customers or creating more stuff to sell will just add more to your to-do list. Instead, what I want you to do is find your money leaks and gaps first Make sure you've got a good attraction, connection, and conversion strategy, and also that you've got a resell strategy. Ah, Lots to discuss, Grasshopper. All right, let's work backwards and start with the end goal in mind of sales. You might be missing out on sales because you've made it complicated to purchase from you. If I have to hunt for the information, if I can't make a quick and easy buying decision, then I am on to the next business, post haste. Once upon a time, you had to get off your jacksie that your bum, an 80-year-old bartender in Leeds, taught me that word, jacksie. Look up where to go to purchase your wares in the old yellow pages, which was always conveniently stored on the top of your fridge. And then you had to jump in a car and drive around go to all the different locations until you found exactly what you needed. Now you can just click open a browser on your digital device, your cellular phone and such, and find a world full of offers. If you don't make it easy, you're going to miss the sale. Let's imagine I do make a purchase from your business. How long do I have to wait until you offer me another product or service? Or do I have to go hunting again? Not reselling to people who have already purchased from you is a massive sales leak. Why go find more and more people when you have willing people already? You already have buyers. You could literally be hitting your sales goals by just maxing out the opportunities right in front of you. If you have my attention and I'm ready to buy, why not package some goodies up for me? Another super easy buying decision for me. Why not utilize add-on sales and upsells? So now you don't need more customers or more sales because you're making more per sale. When we add upsells and add-ons to repeat buyers, hello, growing profits without spending time and money trying to find more and more people or creating more and more offers. All of this magical money-making goodness can be automated too if you're willing to add in a sales funnel. A sales funnel walks your customer through an easy and logical buying process. Have you ever been on a website and wondered what you're supposed to do next? Where to go to make an inquiry? 
or if you're supposed to schedule a call somewhere, where the garment sizes are, how to make a booking. You can lead your potential customer through this process with a clearly mapped out sales funnel. Now, when I say clearly mapped out, I mean it. I mean, you grab a pen and paper, or you can use one of those fancy mind mapping platforms. I use one called Whimsical. I'll make sure that I link it in the comments or the notes below. And I draw out where people are supposed to go. Draw out where they're supposed to go, what they're supposed to do when they land on your website. When you map out those steps, you can then also apply numbers to those steps. And then you can track those numbers. So now we've found KPI points or goal numbers to work with within your funnel. Now we don't just have a sales funnel. We have a funnel that will tell us exactly where we are losing buyers. All we need to do is track the numbers and see what kind of traffic or inquiries we need to make a sale. You can actually reverse engineer your funnel numbers to tell you how many people you need to see your offer to reach your sales goals. If you have a book, a quote kind of business or a request our price list, then track how many people visit your site and how many book a quote or how many actually request your price list. Then work on improving that number. It is the small changes that make the biggest differences. And within your sales funnel, there are so many changes you can make. Let's talk about offers now. So we started with sales and we worked backwards to the sales funnel. Now let's take another step backwards to offers. More products or services, more offers does not always mean more in sales. What it can mean is more confusion, more decision fatigue and less conversion. I've worked with clients where we have cut their product range by 50% or more. We've completely cleaned up their offers and we've doubled revenue with the same number of customers they had before they were working with me because they didn't need more customers. They needed an easier sales funnel and better offers. If adding more and more stuff for your customers to buy is your strategy to increase sales, then please stop. Your customers won't know if they found a rope or lost a cow because they're going to be so confused. Business owners who are trying to cast this massive net often do this because they don't know their target market well enough. Instead of a small killer problem solving offer for a very specific set of people, a very, very specific niche, they're trying to offer a little something to absolutely everyone. And when you're targeting everyone, you will sell to no one. Know your niche, baby. The money is in the niche. If your offers include fat discounts and you use discounting, not as a marketing strategy, but as a fill my empty bucket money strategy, then you don't need more customers to hit your sales goals. You need a better marketing strategy, probably better offers and likely a better sales funnel. Let's go back yet another step now to what happens before people actually see your offers. You've got to grab their attention. The attention phase is super important and it is usually where most businesses are lacking. Your business is just a face in a crowd, right? In a very crowdy crowd. There's lots of people out there 
selling things. We are inundated with buying messages every day. There has never before been a time where so many ads and marketing messages are just flooding your customer's way. As a business owner, your job is to be so bright and sparkly that your ideal customer can't look past you in a crowded space. Before you can peacock about with your fabulous feathery plumage, aka your branding, you need to know who your plumage is supposed to attract. Am I pronouncing that word right? Plumage? Plumage. You know the big tail feathers. Who are your big tail feathers supposed to attract? A peacock doesn't attempt to attract all of the animals in the forest. He doesn't even want to attract all the birds, right? No, he just wants the lady peacocks. If you're attempting to communicate to all of the animals in the forest, you're going to fail because your calls will be too broad. No one will know you're calling out specifically to them. Marketing, messaging, and branding is the same. You need to know your audience. Your branding is the outfit your business wears to attract the right audience. And remember, your branding is not about you. Your branding is about your audience being attracted to the outfit that you're wearing. You need to be eye-grabbing to them. Your messaging is the communication style you use, and it should include the language that your audience can relate to. I made this mistake early on. I used a lot of language in my communication that just wasn't fit for my audience. I used some pretty bad branding too, because I didn't want to be all pink and girly. Guess what color features heavily now in my branding? Because my brand is actually not about me. As much as I love talking balance sheets, liability, net profit margins, stock turns and the such, it's not the language that turns my audience on either. My branding and my messaging has to be about my audience. My job is to provide my profit lovers what they want using the language that they're comfortable with. And once I have them, I can then give them what they need. What I know you need is data analysis, cash flow forecasting, profitable margins, all of that stuff, but you won't find that plastered all over my marketing or my website. You will find things like ready to scale your business, but not sure how, well, you're in the right place. Want to grow a profitable, livable, and lovable business? I can help. This helps me illustrate my next point. Know the transformation that your customer is seeking or that your client is seeking. Very few people come to me to learn how to read their balance sheets or for me to provide them with a cost of goods margin assumption. That is something that they may need to achieve the transformation, but it's not actually what I'm selling. I don't sell the tools, I sell the outcome. The outcome is a business that is more profitable, fits into your lifestyle, and that you love, at least most of the time. Nobody loves their business all of the time. When you think about your business as a person, does it have a distinct outfit, which is its branding, a unique personality? Is it fun or whimsical or corporate and a clear voice that communicates outcomes? Let's keep moving. Your attraction strategy needs to attract people, just as I talked about, but you also need to be seen. You need visibility. You need to be seen by your target audience and you need to be seen where they hang out and you need to be seen many, many times. 
Let me give you the perfect analogy because you know I love them. I am single and happily so, by the way. So please don't message me telling me he's out there or he'll come when you stop looking. I'm not looking. I can dress my fine self up. I can gussy up. I can titivate, which actually means smarten up. It's not sexual. I thought that word was sexual. It's not. But if I don't leave the house or if I don't put myself out there on a dating app to advertise, so to speak, the only chance that I have of meeting someone is to set my house on fire and hope that at least one of the firemen that turns up is single and ready to mingle with me. Your business can have the best branding, the most beautiful website, but if you're not being seen, you're not going to grow your business. Posting on social media is an okay way to be seen, but it's only one way and it's often slow and time consuming just to build up a following. Then you have to entice that following to get off social media and visit your website or enter your premises. Your goal should always be to drive traffic to your business, eyeballs on your business all the time, continuously. And if you have a good pricing strategy and you understand your numbers, there should be enough fat in your pricing for this amazing thing I like to call paid marketing. That's often the catalyst for scaling up, being willing to invest in bringing people to you instead of hoping that they're just going to magically find you. Let's go back to my dating analogy. If I invested in a match-up service, is that what they're called? I don't know, a dating service. Then I would have the creme of the man crop. I could bypass wading through the man masses. If I pay for a premium account on a dating site, I imagine that I also get more advertised. I get more options to interact. You have to be seen. You have to be seen often. You have to be seen by the right people. So let's just round up my bizarre dating talk, just so profit lovers don't start setting me up with their single brother-in-law or their weird cousin, Rick. I am as single as a dollar bill and not looking for change, ladies. So please don't send me random men to date. Moving on. Don't fix problems that don't exist. So if you're busy changing up your website, for example, because you feel like you should be making more in sales, but you haven't verified that with cold, hard data, then you're very likely making a big mistake. You may end up negatively impacting your sales by changing something that was previously working. You're going to break that thing if you mess about with it without having numbers to back up your decisions. People who go into Facebook groups for business advice and post the question, hey, my website isn't getting any sales. Can you please visit it and tell me what's wrong with it? Well, those people are asking for trouble. Please don't be that person. A more appropriate question would be, I have an X type of business, insert your business type or your industry, and I'd love to know if anyone is willing to share their conversion stats. Their conversion stats is how many visitors do they get and how many sales do they get from those visitors? What is that percentage? Then go and look at your percentages. Do some Googling and see if you can find any industry benchmarks if you can't get it from somebody else in the same industry. And then compare your business 
using your data. All right, let's wrap this up with a few key points for you to think about in your business. Do you have a good attraction strategy where you're always driving people to your website or your business location? Does your website walk people through a logical set of steps from a looker to a buyer? Do you have a map of those steps so you can track the main actions you want people to take, like adding to a cart or completing an inquiry form or making a booking? Do you know exactly who you're marketing to and is your business branding and messaging crafted to speak directly to them and their needs? Do you know what their transformation is? Is it easy for them to make a purchase? And is your marketing and sales process automated or does it need a human to be heavily involved? Before you try and fix a lack of sales by creating more offers or more products or more services, or you start dropping your prices, please make sure you can tick off those key points I've just talked through before you do any of that. All right, that is me done for the day. If you want to dive a little bit deeper into those questions, or if you need to see those questions laid out, you can find this podcast episode over at theprofitlovers.com under podcasts, if you're listening to it uh, on Apple or Spotify, or anywhere else it might be other than my website. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Hey, profit lover. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do leave a review so other women just like you can find the Profit Lovers podcast. And I'd love it if you subscribed so you never miss an episode. And finally, always remember that profit isn't a dirty word.